What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for The Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. It is the Wednesday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Lots of things to go over today, including maybe a glimmer of hope for a college football season. Maybe. We'll talk about that and a lot more. First, I want to go to the hotline. Welcome in our guest, host of Kicking It with Crowder down in Georgia. My buddy, Tyler Crowder. Tyler, what is up, my friend? What's going on, Rob? How you doing today, man? Hold my own, my friend. I wanted to ask you, bring you on today, talk a little bit about uh, the possibility of a college football season coming, coming, uh, coming at us on a regularly scheduled term. It seems like every day we get a little more of a somewhat of a positive, uh, positive vibe about stuff that's going on with the coronavirus. It looks like in certain parts of the country that the uh, the quote the curve is flattening. Uh, I read something today where uh, DHEC here in South Carolina is going to have um, the ability to do like double the amount of testing that, the, that they normally have, which obviously testing is something that's good because then we can figure out who's got it, who needs to go into quarantine. Very interesting stuff there. But the University of South Carolina comes out today and says that they're going to um, allow students back on campus in the uh, at the end of the summer. Um, the interesting thing about that, though, is that they're going to do it from a social distancing standpoint. Te- people will come in in phases, and uh, you know they're going to have a setup where different dining options is what I read today from uh, President Caslin, and a lot more where you'll have just your own dorm room by yourself. So there's going to be a lot more of that. You hear that, and that sounds great that students are going to be on campus, but with that much social distancing. Eh, I don't know how that's going to work uh, if, if we get, you know, 80,000 fans into uh, Williams-Brice Stadium. Yeah, and, and college and college football especially, they I feel like they need the fans in the stadium too, you know. It, it just would not be the same watching a college football game uh, in at, at Williams-Brice Stadium and not having any fans there. They're playing Sandstorm, but there's no fans. So um, I, I I think everything is trending in the right direction, Rob. Um, you know, can, everyone continues to still, uh, you know, the social distancing thing. I'm in Georgia, so I I'm one of the first states that you know they open stuff back up, and you know a lot of people were upset, but um, you know some of these businesses could not stand to to not open. Uh, you know, they some of these little small businesses did not get their loans and things like that, and. Um, so it really, you know, these guys have to go back to work. And, and, and a lot of these colleges, if they don't have a sports season this year, if there's not a football team, you know, you could see some of these colleges really, you know, fold and, 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 and disappear in a, in a sense. Not a lot of the power five schools, but, you know, some of the smaller schools who depend on, on, on football and things like that. So um, it, it, is, it is intriguing that all this is happening. I know Tennessee uh, came out today and said they're going to, allow their students back in the fall, South Carolina too. So uh, hopefully, Rob, uh, everyone continues to, you know, social distance and um, and we can stop and flatten the curve on this uh, on this virus. You mentioned, obviously, you're in Georgia, one of the first states to uh, release. I, I, I don't know if that's the right term, but basically uh, relax some of the, uh, the social distancing stuff where, mm-hmm. you know, people can get back into – what would normally be their normal swing of life? Uh, yep. How was that in Georgia? First of all, is everything back open? Could you go to the gym today and then uh, let your let your girlfriend go get a pedicure? I mean, how far are you guys along on that? 
Yes, uh, I, I've gone. I went to the gym a few times last week. So they, the gyms opened back last week. The barber shops opened back last week. Certain restaurants opened back, uh, back up. Uh, bars are not open in, unless you sell food. So the the bars that sell food right now they are open in in Columbus, um, Georgia. And what you have to do is. They, they have tables blocked off where people can't sit, so they're still social distancing. Everybody has to be at least six feet from each other, even when you're in the gym, if you're in the store, if you're in a restaurant. They have certain tables blocked off um, for certain things. So um, it is it is a, a little unique in a sense. Like some places still are remaining closed, but, like, my job is open back up. I'm fully at work now, and, like, we have customers coming in and, you know, people have masks and stuff like that, but um, I, I, it's not really as, um, you know, it's like a 99% cure rate or something like that, but it, it's really just for the, you know, 55 and older, you know, that kind of group. They still need to continue to social distance and, and, and keep safe guidelines and stuff like that because they're the ones who are at um, at a higher risk. So, you know, me, my, I'm 31 years old, so... You know, I'm going to continue to, you know, live my life and do the things that I like to do, like going to the gym and going to work and stuff. But I'm also, you know, washing my hands, sanitizing and, you know, just, you know, just being a little bit more alert than I was maybe a few months ago. Well, and that was going to be my next question for you. Uh, Would you be comfortable going to uh, you live right in between Auburn and Georgia? Would you be comfortable going to a game? at Auburn or Georgia come uh, September the 1st or whenever their first game is? I mean, I would. Personally, I would um, cause, because of the, you know, I'm a very healthy person. You know, I'm um, if, I, if I were to get the virus, which um, I know a few friends down here who have who've got the virus, but they haven't had any symptoms. Um, so they're asymptomatic and things like that. So I would personally go to a game um, and but continue to, kind of, you know, um, be precautious, you know, have hand sanitizer and things like that. Maybe possibly wear a mask if I were to go to a game with that many people. Um, but yeah, I actually own, I'm a season ticket holder for the Falcons and I'm fully expect to go to games this year if, if fans are allowed, uh, in the stadium. So I, I'm definitely going to, but I, I understand, uh, it's just a, a, a it's just a, a really touchy subject with some people. Um, but like, you know, some businesses, like, if they didn't come back open, like, they could not – they weren't going to have enough money or, or enough expenses to stay open. They would have closed for good. And uh, if you want to stay home, if you are so against it, every, there is nothing wrong with you staying home and, and social distancing. But for the people who, you know, want to get out and go do things, you know, that's that, I think that's their right to do that. So um, I would definitely attend a football game uh, as long as, you know, the um, – the um, rate, then you know, the of you getting it and you being cured and everything. If the rate stays as high as it, as it is, I would definitely go to a game this fall. But looking at it from a different perspective, though, for college football season to start, I think everyone has to be on board. And I think it comes down to this, and you can tell me whether I'm being silly or not. The NCAA is always, you hear the ads, now we didn't didn't get them this year because they didn't have um, the uh, the March Madness platform to put those on, but it's everything Uh is, oh, we care about the athlete, and we care about the athlete. The, the uh-huh. NCAA needs to have a position of leadership and come out with a plan, and they need to do it now. I'm talking by uh-huh. June 15th. We should know, point blank, what's going to be the deal with the college football season, not for just the fans, but for the athletes. Uh-huh. They need to know, and the the NCAA has the opportunity to be an organization that leads and says, this is what we're going to do. Now, if you're in California and Gavin Newsom says, uh, no, we're not having any football games or concerts until November the 20th, uh, that's fine. You can do that. But the reality is the NCAA has to come out and do a blanket set for all of the conferences and say, this is the way we're going to go. You need to adjust accordingly thank you. That's what leaders do, and they take the backlash Mm -hmm. from it. That needs to happen, Mm -hmm. because what we're going to have is, I think all of the SEC schools, all of the ACC schools, with the exception of maybe Syracuse and Boston College, are going to open up and have uh, students on campus come fall time, 
and uh-huh. there's going to be this void where the college football would be. I think that the conferences are going to get to a point where they're like, we're not going to wait on the NCAA. This could be the downfall uh-huh. of the entire uh, NCAA on that front if they don't come out and make a blanket statement of this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And and they they definitely need to do that. And if there needs to, if all the players need to be tested, uh, you know, before they're able to participate, if fans need to be tested before they're able to participate, you know, have a piece of paper when they come to the game, they need to have something in in place where fans can be in the stadiums come August, uh, early September. Um, but you look at a team like Notre Dame. Uh, I'm not sure if you you heard their their AD come out. And he, he thinks it's feasible to have a 12-game season this year. But with other conferences not knowing what's going on, there's a lot of talk of only conference games being played. So you're not playing these, uh, these three or four out-of-conference games. So Notre Dame could be affected that way. So there's a, there's a lot to it, Rob. There's so much going on with, with this right now. And, and the NCAA, you know, they haven't been known to – um, you know, always do the best or the right thing. Um, you look at the NFL and Roger Goodell, they took a lot of backlash for having the virtual draft at first. If you look at it, I think the virtual draft was a success, and um, it really gave, gives people hope um, towards a football season. And, you know, if people – it may not it may not look the same as it always is. You know, with you may have more injuries, you know, with the NBA – and Major League Baseball and football, these players aren't training like they normally would be. So you have a lot of stuff going on with uh, with this virus. It's affecting, you know, everyday life, and it's affecting, you know, it's going to affect people even further down the road, too. So um, I'm, I, I want to see what happens uh, down the road. But um, like I said, I think there needs to be some kind of testing in place where you have to be tested if you're an athlete or if you're in college and, you know, you have to, if you're not, if you fail a test, you've got to go quarantine and then, um, you know, come back and you have to take a test before you're able to go to class or go to games or anything like that. So, um, you know, when I go to work, Rob, I actually have to, they ask me if I've uh, had a fever, if I've been around anyone out of the country, if I've been around anyone that's sick, and then they, they give me a temperature, they, they take my temperature uh, every time I come into work. So, um, that's part of the you know CDC guidelines they have to do. So I'm at, we're having to do that uh, every day when I go into work. So um, they may have to do something like that when you go watch a game. Um, but uh, I just I think baseball will probably come back and uh, and basketball and not have fans to start. But uh, the next four months are very crucial um, with uh, with football coming up. It's fastly approaching. And that that's that's the interesting thing because uh, right now we're uh, come uh, next week we'll be pretty much in the middle of May. Middle of May turns into the first of June, and then all of a sudden we're looking at July, and then that's when uh, we start talking to have a what Steve Spurrier calls the talking season. And uh, yeah. is that going to happen? I think that I think that this is a time where the NCAA can be a group that actually uh, says, look. We're gonna be. We're gonna take on a leadership role, and this is what we need. They can even do with what the president did, where hey, you can uh, kind of give it to the conferences and say, look, if we're going to have a twelve-game season this year, set the bar of what you've got to have, different phases, etc. I think that's kind of mm-hmm. the because I want everybody to be safe too, but I, yeah. I think that. You know, you have to be able to get it where we can make sure no one gets uh, the the, um, the virus by simply either playing or going to one of these games. So I, I do think yeah, it comes the- down to your immune system, too, but that's a completely different conversation. But I think that that's going to be the big thing is testing and the ability to uh, have the, the amount of tests you need to be able to put such a concentrated volume of people into one uh, basically small space. Mm-hmm. And they're, and the football players, I mean, they're touching on almost every single play. You know, it's not like golf or, you know, tennis where you're playing and you're, you know, against your opponent, but you're not, I mean, you're going, 
head-to-head with these guys, thumping shoulder pads every single play. Um, and then also a vaccine, Rob. You know, that is another thing. You know, will they be able to come up with a vaccine this quickly? Uh, you know, I've read so much on this, and uh, a lot of people say, they're, you know, they don't expect a vaccine to be till 2021. So it's just it's uh it's a very unique time uh i can't i can't think of anything like it i mean i know 100 years ago they did you know the whole like spanish flu or whatever in the early 1900s and i saw a photo on twitter actually and it was a bunch of fans at a georgia tech game i, I did masks. see that yeah that was that was interesting they were all everybody was worried about the spanish flu and they're all sitting there uh with their mask on it was uh crazy I'm going to retweet that out at Rob Sounds Good here in just a little bit. That is really cool. Yeah, so, I mean, you may see something like that. I think uh, at the end of the day, I think there's just really too much to lose with not having a season. Uh, You know, I was very upset when NCAA canceled the basketball tournament, but it turns out that that was the right decision. Uh, Absolutely. And at the time, you know, a a lot of people did not, you know, agree with that. A lot of people wanted their kids to play, you know, with no fans and stuff, but Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. the right decision i mean if you look what's happened in the last two months i mean it's it's kind of snowballed and uh and with all the league shutting down and everything i'm excited i want to see what basketball does i want to see what major league baseball does uh the korean baseball league now is, is playing uh which is on espn now so you can watch that every day like six games a week uh it's kind of similar to uh, it's like one of the best baseball leagues over there. It's, it's you know, third or fourth best league in the world. And they got no fans there. They got fake fans there. And they got fake noises and stuff like that. But the guys are saying it's so unique being able to hear, you know, the dugout even. You know, hearing, hear, hearing him not having those fans. I mean, these are huge stadiums over there in Korea that have no fans there. So I expect well, the, the, uh, the NBA and Major League. <clears throat> go ahead. I'm sorry. I expect Major League Baseball and uh, and the NBA to come back this season. I do, in, a, in hopefully in the next month or so, and I expect them to be no fans. Um, but football, I just I don't know. It's just it's weird. It's weird not know not knowing if they're going to be fans this year or not. The Houston Astros would love this because they wouldn't have to beat trash cans. They can just you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that that's how that'll that work. Gonna be kind of weird. <laughs> well, but you know, Ro- Commissioner Roger Goodell sent out a memo to all 32 teams today. You mentioned that you're a season ticket holder for the Falcons, uh, where it's mm-hmm. a universal refund policy. If you want a refund on your tickets, they're giving you that option. If they if there's something where uh, they can't have fans in the stands, etc., or you can use uh-huh. it. Uh, to go uh, to another game later on. So the NFL yeah, it'll is, roll over, too. Right. It could roll over to next season, and that's what I would probably do because I'd already paid for them or I'd already just be paying for them. So I'd probably just roll them over till next year, but hopefully that does not happen. <laughs> well, and, and I think that's what everybody wants, but it's a matter of safety, too. But I oh, think yeah. that it's interesting that the NFL, which is um, basically one of the crown jewel of sports in our country, is setting up mm-hmm. where they can have a policy where uh, you can get a refund on a ticket if something like that yep. happens. So behind closed doors, they're probably thinking the same thing of, you know, hey, we may end up with something that where we have um, have may not have fans for the first little bit. And once again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I don't know much about 
communicable diseases like that or or diseases that can be spread but um i think that i think our country's at a point now where we're tired of hearing so many different sets we need one unified voice and then going from there i'd much rather have mm-hmm. that and then plan from what this group says and then go does that make sense yes sir yeah i, I definitely uh i completely agree and uh I hope that, you know, the NCAA, Mark Emmert, Roger Adele, um, Adam Silver, I hope all these commissioners, uh, you know, do do what's best for um, their league. And um, also, you know, sports sports unifies people. You know, it it just – there's a reason I I wake up every day and, you know, I just watch sports all day and talk about sports all day. It's just – that's just what brings me joy. I enjoy it. And not having sports right now, it's tough. It's tough. There's nothing, there's nothing to watch. I'm, I'm, I've played video games the today. I'm too old to be playing video games, Rob. But there's nothing on. There's nothing to do, man. I, you know, and then going to the gym, and you can only go to the gym so much, and it's just you kind of going crazy a little bit. Well, let me let me tell you about this though. This weekend, the UFC is getting back at it. They're going to have three fights or three sets of fights in eight days. So you'll have mm-hmm. basically a UFC thing on. I think it's Saturday, and then a UFC fight on Wednesday, and then a UFC fight on the following uh, Saturday. So they have three fights basically in eight days, okay. which is uh, pretty interesting. So you'll have that, and you know, since we like to give. Uh, the light that's at the end of the tunnel, NASCAR's getting back at it. I don't know if you're a NASCAR guy or not, but May seventeenth, yeah. they are going to be uh, at Darlington here in South Carolina. There will be no fans in the stands, but let's be honest, people are going to watch that. People are watching the the virtual racing anyway. This will actually be <laughs> real life racing. So there is a light yeah. at the end of the tunnel. The Coastal Plains League. Uh, the Wooden Bat Summer League was going to get underway, uh, supposedly, on July 1st. That's the plan, anyway. So there, it's good to have some positive stuff out there, right? Yeah, it definitely is. And, and the, the you know, PGA Tours, I think they're start, they're going to start coming back here shortly. Right, yeah. Um, or, and, and Tiger and Phil are supposed to play a match. And, um, and then you got the Korean baseball, like I mentioned earlier. Hey, you know what? Um, we really do we feel- should do. Uh, we should try to do play by play on that. We should just <laughs> isolate and try to do the play by play and try to pronounce the names on all that because that the guys that do that that's tough. That, that is a tough play by play. There's a guy from. There's actually a guy from Columbus, Georgia, um, or he's from Phoenix City, Alabama, which is like right you know ten minutes away from me. And he went to Auburn and got drafted by the Dimebacks and played minor league baseball for seven eight years. And now he he's actually in that Korean baseball league pitching. And I think he pitched last night, um, but you know it was really, he, they did an article in the newspaper here about him, you know, saying you know he's he'll be on TV and uh, he, a lot of his his family and friends haven't gotten to watch him pitch because he's been in Korea the last three years pitching, um, still chasing that dream. So it's just kind of cool, you know. You hear stories like that, and and yesterday I watched there was about four or five uh, home runs uh, that I saw that were absolute bombs. So it's cool just seeing a home run. Uh, you know, just not well, seeing a home run for the last two months. It's nice seeing seeing some of that. Yeah, yeah, and and I agree with you on that. But uh, what could be a crazy bomb to you may not be a normal crazy bomb, just because you know you're not really used to it. <laughs> and there's no fans in the stand. There's no fans in the stands. So uh, I mean, these things tough. were. And they had fake fans. They had fake like fans, like uh, um, carve outs of people. It was it was really funny. So you gotta check it out. You gotta check one of the games out. I think they they got a couple each week. So, are, are you are you more into the Korean baseball or the uh, or the eye racing? Which one would you rather watch? I'd rather watch the Korean baseball. I'm not. I was. I, I couldn't watch. I'm not gonna sit down and watch the virtual racing thing. And then Kyle Larson actually lost his job with the NASCAR. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we read about that. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, it was costly for him, but. Uh, yeah, I'd probably like the Korean baseball. I, and you I, hear a lot of leagues coming. A lot of a lot of stuff you're hearing in the next couple of weeks is going to start ramping up. So, Well, I hope that there's going to be a college football season. It looks like the majority of the SEC and ACC are going to have uh, be able to have folks on campus. And, you know, that that's promising. But the NCAA, in my opinion, they hold the uh, – 
the biggest bat in the room here, basically. And they've got to mm-hmm. uh, figure out what they're going to do, and then everybody else is going to follow. And sink or swim, they're going to have to have to have to have something to go with. They can't just let people just spin and do whatever they want. Yeah. Well, I got one question for you, Rob. Do you sure. think the season starts when it's supposed to start? Um, do you I, think? I think it'll start. Notre Dame is supposed to play Navy in Ireland on August 26th. Do they play that game? Uh, no. I think I that think so I don't think so either. I think if they do play games, it'll be in empty stands. I think that's what's going to happen first. Um, I think that they're going to watch things like the UFC this weekend and NASCAR and golf and see how they do things, and then mm-hmm. uh, see if that's going to be something that works. So I think that's what's going to happen on that front. Gotcha. All right. Well, hey Tyler, I appreciate you joining us today. I know that you probably. Uh, you're, what are you playing on the video games? MLB The Show? What are you playing? Um, I'm actually playing Madden. I uh, I got like a downloaded roster from the, you know, all the NFL draft guys. I just downloaded like a new roster. So I'm just playing like uh, with all the new guys, like Burrow with the Bengals, T. Higgins with the Bengals. I played with them earlier. Right. I played with the Dolphins and Tua and all them. So I'm just kind of playing with the new the new guys. They uh they downloaded on the game, so you can download them. Uh, but they're not like they're they're not the, the brand new Madden that's coming out in a few months. Right. Well, I, I'm sure you're going to be dominating the video game front because you haven't been able to do anything else. But uh, be sure to know, follow man. you on Twitter. Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at Ticket with Crow, and uh, my show is I do have a show tonight at nine o'clock. Um, so uh, you can find me on Facebook Live tonight, Kick It with Crowder, and uh, then I'll be putting it out all tomorrow. So. All right. Good stuff from Tyler Crowder, host of Kicking It with Crowder. Man, you stay safe out there. Okay. Hey, thank you, Rob. Uh, thanks for having me, man. All right, there we go. Thanks to Tyler Crowder for joining us today on The Rundown. As we talk about the possibility of a college football season, there's so many different things that you hear out there. Oh, they're going to have an eight-game conference schedule, and that's it. There may not be any conference games. You hear so many different things that you don't, you know, you don't really know which side is up. Me, me personally, I, I just think that this is the time that the NCAA can shine. Now, they've been doing their work, man. They've been sending out uh, the stuff to Louisville to let them know they screwed up with Rick Pitino years ago. They're, they're, trust me, they're able to do their stuff in office right now. As uh, someone, someone messaged me the other day, Louisville, or excuse me, the NCAA is out here doing God's work right now, making sure that we all know that Louisville screwed up years ago. Still aren't messing with North Carolina, though. They don't. They don't want to take a bite of that sandwich. But the NCAA has the the capability of being the governing body of athletics, which is what they're supposed to be. Come up with a plan. Make sure get the smartest guys in the room because the smartest guys in the room want to have the sports world back. They want to have a college football season. You have universities at your disposal. Maybe you can get some of the doctors that work at these universities that can help you out with this kind of thing. I think they would do it and probably wouldn't charge you anything but, uh, you know, the equipment to set up a Zoom meeting. That's about where you are with this. The NCAA has to be the one that sets out the plan and then goes from there. Are they going to get sued? Yes, because someone will get the COVID-19 virus, the coronavirus, whatever it is you want to call it. They will get the virus, and they'll, they'll want to sue because they went to a game or they were playing in a game, whatever. That's going to happen. So the NCAA has to figure out how to deal with that. But not even for the fan portion of it, but for the athletes that are there, which is what they're supposed to care about. They're supposed to care about the athletes. This is a good time for you to care about the athletes and be a leader. Because you've got some... You've got some uh, some coaches that are saying, oh, well, we're going to get started on May 15th or we're going to get started on X date or Y date. Why are they doing that? Because they don't have any guidance from people that are above them. And if the NCAA comes out with it and says, look, this is when you can start working out. This is when you can start whatever. That's kind of going to be the key to a college football season coming back because right now, from what we've got, you can only assume that just judging by what the uh, what President Caslin said today from South Carolina, they're going to bring people back in waves at South Carolina. So you'll have a 
you know, group A will come back, then group B, and they're modifying the way that people can get food. And there's going to be a lot more dorm rooms with just one person in them. When you have that and you're using that as just a guideline, I think it's going to be hard to have 80,000 fans in the stands for on September the 5th when um, Coastal Carolina comes to town for South Carolina. That's just me from just from that message. Now, things can change. Things can definitely change as we move along here. But the key is going to be the NCAA putting in, this is what we're going to do. It's a blanket thing for every conference to abide by. The conferences feed it to the schools that are in there and say, this is what the NCAA says we're going to do. Now, there are going to be colleges that are going to be like, you know what, we're not going to do that. A lot of that's going to come from, and I hate to use, use California, a lot of that's going to come from, and I hate to use, use California as an example, but Governor Newsom has said concerts and everything are canceled until November. So if you're a fan of Southern Cal, San Diego State, um, uh, what, where else can we go? UCLA, Stanford, something like that. Yeah, the idea of college football there is probably not going to work. Or they're going to have to figure out how to play it out of state. But it has to be a uniform policy, in my opinion, across the board. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon, this is the time where the NCAA, once again, they can be the governing body of athletics and say, look, this is where we're going to go. If you think I'm far-fetched, let me know at 803-978-1832. We'll take your calls. Also, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Soundsgood. You can uh, message me there, too. We would appreciate that. Positive Mike, friend of the program, says, College football will have fans. I expect the older crowd with health problems will not want to go. Yeah. You know, you always go to a game, and you've got, uh, you've got the guy sitting next to you that's in his 70s. It's like, you know, I, I've been to every home game since 1974 or something like that. You know, that guy's probably not going to be in the stands this season. Will the schools only have a certain amount of tickets that they're willing to sell? You know, at Williams-Brice, we're going to have 40000 instead of 80000 It may come down to that. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. What would it take for you to go to a college football game this year? And do you think there's going to be a season? 803-978-1832 is the number to call. This is The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Hey. Welcome back to The Rundown. Taking your calls this afternoon, 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. Positive Mike also makes another good point on Facebook Live. He's got two good points in a row today. Normally, it's just direct that we get from Positive Mike, but this is another valid point. He thinks that tickets are all going to be mobile now. Uh, you mentioned that um, he's doing the payment plan for his Clemson tickets, and he thinks that the tickets are going to be mobile. I think the, the, uh, the idea of paper tickets are gone. I think it's at the point now where everybody has a smartphone. You can get your uh, your tickets in your hand, basically on your smartphone. You scan the barcode, and boom, you're in. I think that's what's going to happen. I also think the idea of cash anymore is gone. I mean, there'll still be money out there, but the reality is everything's going to be digital. It's just the way that it is. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon, uh, some more positive news, because it seems like we were doing some doom and gloom earlier in the show. A four-team college baseball tournament is being planned for early June in Texas. How soon will this get underway? June 4th through 6th in Bryan, Texas. This is from D1Baseball.com. Very interesting stuff here. It'll be uh, in Bryan, Texas, and feature four teams made up of players from across the country. It's called the College Summer Baseball Invitational. And the, CB, uh, the CSBI, 
I'm backwards in my numbers there. The CSBI is unable to release actual names just yet because of pending contracts, but players from Texas Tech, Texas A&M, uh, Texas, Penn State, that's kind of weird to have Penn State playing in a, in a, a, a league in Texas, uh, Texas State, Dayton, Kansas, McNeese State, and many more are expected to participate with more brand name programs expected to be added to the list before the event in early June. Now, the big thing here is how are they going to keep people safe? According to this report, tests will be administered uh, upon arrival and other medical checks will be um, uh, will take place regularly. The event has been approved by local health officials, has several safeguards in place to ensure safety for everyone involved. First players and coaches and umpires will arrive the Monday before the tournament. Everyone involved will have staggered arrivals and will immediately be tested for COVID-19 by health officials from Baylor, Scott, and White Health. The test results will come back quickly, it says, and once the results come back negative, the players, coaches, and umpires will be quarantined at a local hotel for the entire week. Food will be delivered to the hotel, and players will not be allowed to leave unless part of the tournament shuttle to and from the ballpark and the hotel. More safeguards are being put into place as well. Even if you test negative for COVID-19, the officials will perform mandatory daily temperature and other medical checks to ensure the safety of individual players and others. Uh, The proceeds coming from the event will support a nonprofit. So the interesting thing about that is that they are putting something together where they will be able to, you'll be able to see it. I I guess they're going, I guess they're going to figure out and put it on TV. I don't know how that's going to work. The ratings will be absurd. I guarantee you that. It will be absolutely absurd that uh, what is the date? The date time on that June, June fourth through the sixth. So I'm trying to pull up my calendar here and see what actual days that, that falls on. But yeah, June fourth is a Thursday, so Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That will be lights out. One of the biggest. Uh, biggest sporting events that we've had in a long time where people will be watching. I mean, Tyler was talking earlier about how he's watching Korean baseball. I mean, I I guess I'm willing to watch uh, some players from Penn State and Texas State mix it up on the baseball field. I wonder if they're going to have different uh, cool names for the teams. That'd be kind of cool. They should auction off the names of the teams for the charity. You get to name the team whatever. (laughs) I'll, I'll be your marketing guy. Let me help you guys out on that front. Interesting stuff there, and I think that's something that uh, that we'll take off. Uh, we are taking your calls today at 803-978-1832. Do you think we're going to have a college football season, and uh, do you think it's going to be on time, and do you think that the NCAA needs to lead and set up what uh, they think is what I think should be a blanket statement for each conference and have it set up where guys can come back this is the testing they have to go through. This is when they can start conditioning, et cetera, et cetera. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. Of course, we mentioned South Carolina today. Uh, Tennessee came out and said the same thing. Um, the President Randy Boyd issued the following statement. We're planning for a safe return to campus in the fall and we'll do everything possible to protect the health of our students, faculty, and staff. We will continue continually monitor the local and state health data and policies and be prepared to adjust and communicate our plans when needed. So there you go with that. Tennessee's on board. I know Mizzou was on board earlier. So you've got uh, Kentucky's on board too. So it's interesting. Um, the southern schools are really getting into it. Teams from the SEC and the ACC are all saying, basically, we're going to have people on campus. And I think that's the first step if we're going to have college football season is getting the students on campus. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, around the world on the iHeartRadio app, uh, my buddy Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. He is up after I get done today. You can uh, check him out. 
He is at Clemson Sports, but you can check out his website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Uh, Clemson fans, really big and happy about uh, this, the, the commitment from uh, Will Shipley, the number one player in North Carolina, number 24 running back overall. You know, you watch all this high school tape, it just looks like he's just running past everyone. You haven't seen, I haven't seen him take a clean hit yet in any of these highlight tapes. I know they're designed for that. We should, if we did a highlight tape for me, it would be just people bouncing off of me. He doesn't have that problem. He just cuts and runs past people. So Clemson fans are on fire about that uh, in my social media feed today. But we'll take your calls on the coronavirus and whether or not you think we're going to have a college football season, 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Coastal Division in the ACC. You know, it's always like the uh, it's like the stepchild of the conference because, let's be honest, it's Clemson and then everybody else, okay? There really isn't a team that has Clemson's level of talent yet, but I think there's one team that is developing that. Let's head out to the phones real quick here. And welcome into the rundown. Good afternoon. How you been, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? This is Gino. Uh, let me ask you something. I'm not a. I haven't been a big baseball fan since uh, the Mets and the Yankees played each other in the World Series. Yeah. But uh, during lunchtime today, I was peeking at what they were offering, which was Korean baseball, but nobody understands. And I hope this is not the future of baseball. Yeah. I know it's Korean baseball where nobody throws more than 90 miles an hour fastball. And those guys got short uh, outfield <laughs> fences. Yeah. Okay, they got cheerleaders. Big deal. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but uh, last night, <clears throat> the only good offering that I, I, I like was the... Uh, Red Sox against the Yankees in uh, 2005. And I was thinking, you know, will we ever see a Mariano Rivera again? Will we ever see a Nolan Ryan again? Will we ever see the skinny guy and he's played for Arizona and Johnson? I forget his first name. Yeah. I mean, I think that the thrill of... Uh, of uh, will be the same... It won't be the same. Am I wrong? And I'm living up. Of course, my mind is calling me. Yeah, all right. Appreciate it. You know, as far as having players like that, there's always going to be who's the next that's going to take over on that front. I I don't know. I think that um, now we've gotten a point where, to a point where, especially with pitching, where everything is on how much each guy pitches. You're not going to have instances where guys are out there and they're iron men anymore. I just don't see that. As far as having the capability of uh, picking out guys that could fill that role, I don't know. Um, will we end up having something like what the Korean League is doing, the South Korean League? I, it, you know, watch that. I think MLB's studying that to see if it's going to work. I think people at home will love it, but people that like to go to a Braves game, they're not going to love it. It's not going to be what they want at all. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. I don't know exactly uh, if they're going to utilize some of that or not. But there, I think that it comes down to a lot of it's going to come down to nobody wants to get sued is basically the end of it here. And until we get to the point where the testing is easy enough where everybody can have it and get results quickly, I think that's going to be something everybody thinks about as something that could be a stumbling block to getting things back to a sense of normalcy. Final segment of the show coming up. Thanks for listening to The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. You know, this is, um, I think I'm going to start this every day. The last segment of the show, we're not going to talk about anything that's coronavirus related. We're just going to talk about things that we normally would talk about if the coronavirus wasn't here. Today's thing that I picked out, 
which team from the Coastal Division in the ACC has the best chance of going to be the uh, lamb to slaughter in the um, in the ACC championship game? And I hate to be the negative Nelly for all of that, but I mean, let's be honest. That's the way that it is. I think Clemson, if they if Las Vegas put out an odds sheet on this, I think Clemson will be favored by two touchdowns over every team in that division. Now, I know people are going to say to me, but Rob, they went up to North Carolina and they almost lost. I don't care. I think that, I honestly think Clemson is going to be that much better than everyone in the ACC this year. I think they beat every ACC team they play by double digits. I just think Clemson will be that dominant this season. So, but it is interesting, though, because when you look at this conference on that side of it anyway, in the Coastal, you know, you've had seven different teams that, um, that seven different champions in seven years. You can make the argument that it'll come down to one of these five. Miami, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, Virginia, and Pitt. You can almost throw Duke into the mix because... Uh, Chase Bryce going there. They'll have a good, solid quarterback. And David Cutcliffe is a great coach. So maybe you could have six. I don't know. But the final order of finish, I think, is going to come down to, I'll give a slight edge to the Tar Heels over the Hokies. You know, North Carolina is going to have an offense that I think is going to be pretty good. 17 starters, 10 of those on offense. Sam Halleck, quarterback. And... Lots of great skill position players. Mac Brown is doing his job up there. And they're going to be the team that eventually is going to challenge Clemson. They're right now up in the top five in the recruiting rankings. And, you know, Clemson fans don't want to hear this, but the number one recruiting class in the country for 2021 right now is the University of North Carolina. Mac Brown is, is doing a heck of a job up there. Uh, turning it around in Chapel Hill, turning it from a point where there was almost no hope to that's a solid football program. In fact, last year they had six losses by a combined total of 26 points. 26 points. Think about that for a minute. Some some games could have swung their way. But I think they're going to be solid. And I think Virginia Tech is going to play with a chip on their shoulder this year. And by the way, we mentioned the recruiting rankings. Virginia Tech is not very high on the recruiting list because I think there's a good section of players. And this could be said about South Carolina, too. South Carolina has uh, kind of a, a black cloud hanging over them on the recruiting front, in my opinion, because there are going to be coaches that are going to say, hey, why would you sign with Will Muschamp? He may not be there after the season. Same thing goes for Virginia Tech. You think that uh, coaches won't use that as a recruiting tool? Yeah. Yeah, I I do. That's why I think it's good for if you're a fan of a team that is kind of in the spot that uh, Virginia Tech and South Carolina is where you you don't really know how good of a season you're going to have. I think it's best to stop posting stuff on Facebook, Twitter, etc. where recruits can see it because they do look. And I think that having that hanging over a program of this is a make-or-break year for Justin Fuente, for Will Muschamp, is something that can hamper the recruiting for years to come. So I think that's something with Virginia Tech. I think they're going to play um, with uh, their foot to the floor, and if he can motivate them to get eight or nine wins, and they got to beat Virginia too, by the way, You know, they had like a 15-year losing streak or 15-year winning streak over Virginia. Virginia snapped that last year. Virginia Tech fans aren't used to that. I think that this is going to be the season for Tech where they have to, uh, do we like Justin Fuente or do we not? And if not, we have to get someone else in here. Um, I think Virginia is going to be good, but they got to replace their quarterback from last season who was an all-world type player was just great. Lots of folks seem to like Miami. Eh. Miami's in the show me mode with me too. Show me that you're a valid program. Don't lose to what was it, Florida International and expect me to think that you're going to win the win the coastal. Uh he does have a tough non-conference schedule talking about North Carolina with Mac Brown. They've got UCF, 
Auburn in Atlanta, and they host James Madison, who they like to beat up on ACC teams. So that non-conference slate is pretty tough. They're going on the road to UCF, by the way. Oh, wow, that's going to be interesting. North Carolina has the chance to make a huge statement here. If they can get, if they can beat James Madison, which they should be favored, but if they can split with UCF and Auburn, they're going to be a top 25 team. They realistically could finish the season with nine or 10 wins if they could split with uh, UCF and Auburn. So the Tar Heels are kind of, in my opinion, the team that has the capability to make the biggest dent um, on the side of the, uh, the Coastal Division. Tomorrow on the program, what is your all-time favorite Braves team? Uh, what I mean by that is the all-time Braves team. I've got a gentleman that put he basically put together all of the all-time players from each team. So if you're a Yankees fan, he's got an all-time Yankees team. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the Braves and maybe the Yankees and the Red Sox a little bit. And uh, I've got him on the show tomorrow. That's going to be fun, especially for folks that are missing some baseball right now. Be sure to check out that interview tomorrow. We're looking forward to that. Um, Also on Friday, working to get our fight expert in here with us as uh, we preview the UFC. They've got some uh, big fights coming up, three, three scheduled fights in eight days. It's going to be interesting to see how that uh, works out. So we'll talk with him about that. And a couple other little things we're working with. I know on Monday, Terrence Oglesby is going to join us again and talk about uh, the next set of the Jordan Rules. We're looking forward, or not, not the Jordan Rules, the Jordan documentary. Why are the Jordan Rules on the brain? But we'll have all that for you here on The Rundown. Be sure to check us out. My name is Rob Sanders. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. Podcast for this show is up at 5 o'clock or so today. Lawton Swan, the czar of Clemson sports, will be uh, with you this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Be sure to check him out. His website is uh, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. The Clemson Sports Talk Radio Network. He doesn't like it when I say that, but that's what it is. Be sure to check out the Swan from 4 to 6. My name is Rob Sanders. This is The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. 